Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes. Uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Touchdown, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! Can you believe it? Gamecocks have won this game! Here are your hosts, J.C. Sherbert. Oh, watch him celebrate now! Bill Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losing. And Jamie Bradford. I'm telling you, you look like you joined Doug Dynasty. All right, greetings and good morning. Welcome aboard and welcome home. Inside the Gamecocks, the show, live from the Sinorama Studios and built by the Barndo Co., the barndominiumco.com, where you can build your dream house, and it would be a dream house if you've seen the layouts, for as low as $160 per square foot. They're one of the U.S.'s best home builders for a reason, and we are so thankful that they are partners of what we do here. On Inside the Gamecocks, the show, part of the all-new Chief Sports Network and available on the Chief Sports app. So if you are new to our program or you've been lazy for the last couple of days, now would be a good time to go into the app store either on your phone or your tablet or your iPad, whatever it may be, and download our app. Uh, I know we've had some questions, by the way, about being able to listen in the background. I'm pretty sure all of you have figured that out. When you pull up the video... On in or on JC and Morgan or inside the game or any video you pull up, it could be in the Born to Crow series, whatever. If you just click in the upper right hand corner or left hand corner, just minimize the video. You can put your phone back down and it will keep playing. It might click off, just click the play button, but it'll play just like the radio on your phone. Uh, that's what it's designed to do. So uh, th- there you go for anybody that might still have a question about that signorama is the preferred sign partner of gamecock athletics and they are ours as well and we love matt vaughn and his team if you need a sign that maybe wraps around your car or you need a sign on your business or you want to paint a 31 to 30 sign on your front door or whatever it may be it's signorama.com in west columbia they take care of the entire state of south carolina make sure you tell matt and his team that we sent you here from inside the gamecocks the show jc jb and phil until one o'clock today will be joined less than an hour now by hillary cox the associate ad at the university of south carolina jc knows her quite well they have been working hand in hand on perfecting nil opportunities for the game cox and she knows what's happening with park avenue inside and out just like jc does as well. So looking forward to this conversation. Speaking of Park Avenue, Chase Belt will rejoin us tomorrow to give us a little bit of an update on things that are happening there uh, with the athletes at South Carolina a day before 
football practice begins on Friday. And speaking of Friday, at the top of the program, 11 a.m. Friday morning, we'll be joined by the great Phil Steele right here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. He's got the coolest, and he has for a long time, and most correct, preview magazine in all of the college football land. And Phil has carved out some time in his busy schedule to hang with us on Friday. Uh, So we will certainly talk to him about South Carolina, but we'll also take a dance and a stroll through the SEC and a peek at the rest of the country. His magazine is absolutely can't miss. With that, I can't believe you snaked us on that, man. What do you mean? That was the first thing I put in the group chat. Because we got like, JC wow, and Morgan. Uh, I mean, yeah. that's like tradition for me and Mike. <laughs> and uh, I guess my, I guess we didn't get around got around to it yet this summer. But man, oh well. <laughs> nah, no, nah, seriously. Because look, on JC and Morgan, um, we we try to take Phil kind of around the country, yep. and so it's hard for me to get like Gamecock info out of him. So. It's fine by me. I'm just kind of joking, but uh, I was like, man, <laughs> there goes our summer tradition there, Mike. So had to have Luganville on instead. Which, by the way, <clears throat> guys, great interview. I, I don't know. You know, I've known Tom for a long time. I'm, he's great at what he does on the sidelines, being really specific and breaking things down. But you get him in that setting, uh, like Mike and I had. And he's real. He's one of the realest people. I've worked with a lot of people in recruiting over the years. Tom is just real as it gets. You know, he'll flat out just tell you what he thinks. I love that guy. And uh, so if if you want to listen to like a State of the Union on college football and also he and Mike go on a dissertation on the movie Jaws at the end. and then he started playing with his figurines. I mean, it's awesome. You know, so uh, go, go check, uh, go check that out. See, my figurines are off camera. You guys have only seen my Miramie Cheese figurine and not uh, not the Funko Pop connection that Nat has. She's got like four different Thors. She likes wow. Thor. Um, I've got Prince over there. I've got Axl Rose slash. Oh. Anyway. But uh, I, no, anyway, check I don't out. Have any check out, check out J.C. Morgan. By the way, J.C. Morgan now on the Chief app, now a live stream. So that, that's kind of program number two. Uh, I have a feeling we'll have a few more programs live streaming on the Chief app uh, here directly. And uh, so, you know, we hope you guys, I would say get your money's worth, but it's a free app. So get your time's worth for downloading it. And certainly downloads are going well, but be sure to get that because that's a, that's a big part of what we do and what we're going to build here uh, on Inside the Gamecocks Show. Yeah, no question. Uh, we, um, we we are. I, I, somebody already asked a question about it. Can you join the chat box yet when you choose to watch from the app from seventy six? Uh, no. Uh, we we're, we're when you go through when you build an app, there there are. Don't ever build an app. Don't ever build an app seventy six. Uh, you know, there's there is just a lot of stuff that you gotta you gotta you gotta do. Um, and so there are there's something coming. We just got to figure out the best way to do it. So just just hang in there. Just hang in there, and um, and you know we'll do the best we can with it. It's it's nothing's perfect in this world, but um, we'll get it there. I promise you that we'll get it there. Speaking of not perfect, uh, Chris Doran's top five quarterbacks in the SEC. That list is not perfect, in my no. opinion. 
We'll talk about that in just a little bit. Uh, doppelganger, Clark Lee, Phil, Mad Dog, Mullinax. Um, you, you saw the list. I, 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 I st- like. There's so much disrespect being thrown around in regard to quarterback, especially regarding Spencer Rattler this year. <laughs> I just, I don't get it. I, really I think don't. I don't think it's a bad thing though. I mean, like if, no. you know what I mean. You know, I think it's just more fuel to the fire for him. But it, it uh, uh, I don't. All right. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, JC, did you see the top five? And I and I'm a Doring fan, by the way. I love Chris Doring. I love him Definitely. on the SEC Network. I think he does a killer job. Um, I glanced at it. Did Chris from? Uh... It's like Chris from Spurs Up Show retweeted it, and then I had something coming in that I had to tweet from some other account. So uh, I just know Rattler wasn't on it. Um, I'll go look and see. Yeah, well, I'll read it for you. One through five, uh, we'll start with Jaden Daniels. That's not a surprise. I think a lot of people think he's the best QB in the league. He's got Will Rogers at two, K.J. Jefferson at three, Joe Milton at four, and Devin Leary at five. I – all right. Uh, I mean, I'm, and that might end up being the case. I mean, I, I'm not saying that it won't be. I, I'm just – it's like they feel like Spencer Rattler's never played the game of football before. You know what I mean? Like, I, he, he's – Yeah. I mean, they don't understand. I mean, is that, you know, just because he has the potential of, you know, breaking the SEC – passing yards record this year i mean and is he even yeah. going to be able to get close to that i mean that's all the system that they're going like to be running i mean it's not the yeah, air right down there anymore I don't, you know that's what yeah. i'm saying i mean and every quarterback that's ever played under mike leach had the gaudiest of gaudy when it comes to numbers and now you're taking yeah. a guy out of that system and plugging him into a more traditional style offense and i, I, I and look i like kj jefferson I don't think he's the third best quarterback in the league, but all right, so, yeah. So Jefferson was three, and Leary was five, and Daniels was one. Who was Milton two? Four. Uh, Rogers. Rogers. <laughs> Daniels at one. Rogers at two. Jefferson at three. Joe Milton at four, and Devin Leary at five. Okay, so so here here's my take on, on it. You know, number one, uh, nobody really knows anything about South Carolina's scheme because Davil Loggins is an unknown. Uh, they see probably NFL. They think Carolina's going to be like this NFL-style offense. That's just not going to happen. Um, it, it'll be an NFL-style offense if you're looking at, like, the Chiefs. A <laughs> uh, lot more air raid, a lot more Mike Yurchich, a lot more Kendall Browse is what I'm told. So that's number one. No, number two, I, look, Daniels can be the, the top guy. I think he's a hell of a player. I was surprised – it took him about five or six games to get going last year. I mean, he he is a great player. Y'all remember the reason that Spencer Rattler did not go home to Arizona State was because Daniels was staying in Tempe, right? Yeah. Uh, he's that good of a player. I mean, just a just a daggum great player. Okay, so 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 Dan, so so let's take Daniels out of it. Are, are we just ignoring the fact that the, they're not running the air raid anymore at Mississippi State? I don't know. It's, it's got to be it. Well, that's what it's I'm got to be it. I, I love Will Rogers, and and I and when he was a freshman, because they had that big lumbering dude from California start the first game in 2020 of the Leach era, and he lit LSU up, and then it just didn't last because he's a big lumbering, not a not an air raid quarterback. 
When I saw Will Rogers play, I was like, that dude's the perfect quarterback for Mike Leach. The number two perfect quarterback for Mike Leach is playing at Carolina right now, Tanner Bailey, that I've seen, you know, during that, that era. But they're going to be running the App State offense. That means a lot of running. That means a lot of uh, big zone runs. Yeah. Outside yeah. zones. Um, that kind of thing. App State's offense is a ground-based attack, and it's a good right. attack. But, I mean, they're cha- it's a dramatic change. So, how is he going to adapt Kevin Barbe, uh, we'll, by the we'll way, is the name out. of their OC, who came from App State. That's why JC's saying that. Who, by the way, he went to App State from Central Michigan, same offense. And and I like KJ Jefferson just fine, man. But they're moving from the Kendall Browse system to Dan Enos. Dan Enos is an RPO guy, you know, and and had a heck of a year at Maryland, and had, this is his second go around at, at Arkansas. I just don't know that KJ is that type of guy. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he puts it all together. I, I think that the, the word on him is what used to was last year, you know, make him sit in the pocket, and throw the ball. So is he yep. going to be able to make all these reads? I mean, how, how are they going to do it? Enos is a good coach, really great coach. Um, but I don't know about the fit. So I have a scheme fit question there too. Joe Milton is basically Spencer Rattler without the year at Oklahoma. Uh, he had two good games last year. <laughs> I mean, remember, he got beat out. Uh, he originally won the job and then got beat out by Hooker, um, you know, played a bunch of mop-up duty and then had a good game against Vandy and a good game against Clemson. Uh, I think I think that's a situation where maybe they're over-promising the scheme. I mean, look, Hendon Hooker, it wasn't that Hooker had a bazooka it was that he was so accurate on his deep throws. That's yeah. what made that offense go because Absolutely. you're sitting there. You can cover everything perfectly. Uh, you can put pressure on him, and then he drops it over them and puts it right in the guy's breadbasket. Is Joe Milton going to be able to do that? I know he can stand on the four and throw it to the goalpost, but so could right. Dondreal Pinkett. Right. And nothing against Dondreal Pinkett. Um, and then Devin Leary, you know, okay, yeah, great. I think I think a lot of people are way overhyping Liam Cohen. Uh, just because they were so bad last year, they kind of Kentucky kind of had the sats on offense, <laughs> really complicated and stuff. Couldn't, and Cohen they had they couldn't block anybody. Yeah, and Cohen had a good year the year before calling plays. Uh, maybe they, I mean, maybe Leary and those receivers, that's what they're thinking. And they're going an awful lot on NC State. But I mean, I, I you know, look, he's the NC State quarterback. Now, could he be a Russell Wilson and, you know, Russell went to Wisconsin. That was a difference. Maybe. I don't know. But you know, to me, there's as many questions up here as there are with Spencer Rattler. Um, I would have had Connor Beck or Carson Beck up there or maybe even Tyler Buckner from Alabama. Um, you know, Maybe one of the guys from Ole Miss uh, up there. Uh, maybe the, the, the freshman Connor Wagman at Texas A&M last year. You know, over a lot of these guys, just because – you know, I, I don't know how much thought's being put in. Scheme fit's very important, as we know. Uh, you know, you, you could put a guy that's a great player doing one thing, and then he's, you ask him to do another, and it's like, you know, it's just like algebra or, or calculus. And so I just don't know. I don't know about Jefferson in that offense. I don't know about Rodgers in that offense. Milton's had two good games. I think they're overhyping the Leary, the Leary situation. At Kentucky, and you know, I'd probably agree with with Daniels, but um, that's just—it's an interesting list. But was it Doring that picked Kentucky to go eleven and one last year? Yeah, yeah, so, I think he's pretty 
hot on him this year too, if I recall. Yeah, Never well, he there, but yeah. no, you're not. I, I actually wa- I saw him uh, in one of the SEC Nation episodes talking about that, and he said, I'm not going to pick him to win 10, 10 games or anything like that. Yeah. But I, I think that they have a chance to, you know, be special and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, well, that's fine. I mean, whatever. I mean, that's his opinion. That's great. That's great. I. It, it, this really has no, it, again, you know. I I actually really enjoy Chris's coverage. I, I enjoy when he talks X's and O's. He's good at it. Um, all the coaches I know, Coach Beamer really appreciates him. You know, he's he he does a really good job. Um, but it's not really. This isn't really about Chris Doring. I'm still just flabbergasted at the fact that pretty much any quarterback conversation about the SEC that comes up nationally does not include Spencer Rattler. Anytime his name comes up, there's always a tagline or a caveat, right, of, well, they have Dowell Loggins. Of course, everybody calls him Dowell Logans. That tells you how much research they've really done because they don't know a whole lot about him. They looked at the fact that he was at Arkansas for one year and spent years in the league and then did no research as to any of that. But that's that's for another day. So, well, he's got Dowell Loggins, and he really struggled last year. But they don't talk about the system in which he played in. Nobody ever talks about the numbers he put up at Oklahoma. But you could add a caveat to every single quarterback that's on that list, probably with the exception of Jaden Daniels. I mean, Will Rogers, you just explained it, JC. Totally new offense, App State-style offense. K.J. Jefferson is a dual-threat quarterback who is who is going to have to really prove it that he can bring his completion percentage up, especially when throwing the football down the field. Joe Milton, he's in the hypo offense, and that's what – I mean, if Joe Milton was starting in South Carolina, he wouldn't be on that list either. So he's in the hypo offense, and so that's what it is. And then you've got Devin Leary, and you just mentioned all those reasons as well. You know, he was injured last year at NC State, only played half the year, and now he's transferring into Kentucky. He's learning a new OC as well, but Liam Cohen's been there before, so all of a sudden he's Steve Spurrier. And, and so, again, I, I just think there's a lot of unknowns, and Kentucky literally couldn't – couldn't block anybody last year. Every time, they, uh, they, you know, they, the quarterback was snapped. Half the time, they snapped the ball. Let's get real about a little bit about Tennessee. All right, and Josh Heupel. Y'all remember Josh Heupel was the OC at Missouri? Had a pretty talented quarterback there named Drew Locke. The Gamecocks didn't struggle against them at all. Uh, you know, uh, they struggled the most after Derek Dooley took over play calling in 2018. I think they beat Drew Locke every time they played him, didn't they? Didn't they did. Mm-hmm. They beat Drew Locke every single time. Blew him out out there uh, in 2017, really. The really, game wasn't close after Mizzou got up 10 nothing early. It's 31-3. And look, think about Drew Locke and what his skill set is. Big, tall, rocket arm questions about accuracy. All right, so let's flip that around. Who is Joe Milton? Yeah, big, yes. tall, rocket arm. Questions about accuracy. Can run a little. Drew Locke put up numbers. Was he? Did he win a bunch of games? I don't know. You know, do I do I look at Tennessee's personnel and then look back at those Missouri teams and say, "Oh yeah, Tennessee's much better." I don't think they are. It's kind of the same. Missouri had a nice big offensive line, speedy backs in the backfield. Remember those little guys that Missouri had that would just run off and leave you? A lot of talented receivers. 
you know, I think, I think they, I think unlike Tennessee, they had a really stud tight end too. The guy that just went by O. Oh, Oh, um, his last name was just O. Uh, Missouri was a lot better than people thought. Personnel wise, Hypo was the OC there. And yeah, they put up, I think they led the league in scoring and total offense, but for some games they got shut down. Yeah. And I, I think, what happens with that – Tennessee fans better be careful because this could be a rude awakening, especially if some of their younger players on defense don't come along quickly because uh, they lost personnel on D, too. That D wasn't all that great to begin with. Um, you can get behind – instead of Tennessee getting up 30 to nothing on teams, they can get behind quickly if he's misfiring and not making the right read because you go three and out with a bunch of incompletions in that system it kills you because only there's only 10 seconds that run off the clock and your defense right. just gets gassed. So um, that's the good and bad of that system. I love the system. I think it's fun and awesome and all that. But I would just say uh, Hendon Hooker was a special player. I realized that they, as a team, rallied and had two fantastic wins over Vandy and Clemson to end the season. But don't think it's just going to be like 2022 2.0. I mean, hell, it may, it, it, if somehow Joe Milton's much more accurate, it may, it may be better because he can throw it a long way. But I'm just saying, just uh, uh, th- this Milton stuff is just like, I, I don't get it. Because, I mean, the guy's in, what, his sixth year of college? And has well, a, I, I don't know if he's been I mean, that long, I remember been. Kurt, all right, Kurt Roper. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Kurt Roper was the first coach to offer him. Yep, you're and, right. And Kurt Roper was at South Carolina. <laughs> Yeah, he played. Yeah, 18, 19, 20, 20. Yeah, six year of college. It's amazing. So, anyway. his, the best game of his career was the last game that he played in against the Tigers, 19 of 28 for 251 and three touchdowns. Yeah. And I don't know. That was a, di- that's a different kind of game. Clemson, I don't know why Clemson couldn't score in that one, but uh, they got a new, a new OC now. But, uh, you know, it, uh, Excuse me. Carolina does struggle at Neyland quite a bit. Even the winds have been ugly. But I'll remind everybody, it's time for South Carolina to win three in a row in the series again. Yeah. Because yeah. since 2010, it's been that way. Carolina, Carolina, Carolina. Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee. Carolina, Carolina you know. So it's time for them to get back on top again. But that, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to call the Vols overhyped. I, I would call them more of a – like a feast or famine team this year. Like I, I think they'll either be just as good and, and maybe get things done that they didn't last year, uh, or, or they're going to take a step back. And we'll see the guy in King Balagaba or whatever his name is, the, the nine million dollar freshman or, well, the or whatever. Freshman, yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the nine the nine million dollar guy. Uh, we'll see him. We may see him earlier. But you know, I, I just yeah. Hey, look. Seasons like Hooker had last year are just so rare. Mm-hmm. You just don't always do it. You know, and I think the hope at South Carolina, quite frankly, this year is maybe this is a year like that for Spencer Rattler where, you know, he he's kind of in the zone. Hopefully it doesn't end like it did for Hooker. But uh, it's um, – I, I, you watch out. I, I think Rattler's locked in. I think he hears the disrespect and – uh, I think he's going to be ready to make things happen, and I think he'll be a lot more comfortable quarterback well, this year. Well, and I'll say this too. I mean, again, we 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 know what it really comes down to. I think for for the Gamecocks, and that's the fact that they're going to have to 
figure out some cohesiveness up front with the offensive line, but if they can do that, and they feel pretty confident that they can, if they can do that, you know, I can make a legitimate argument here, a le- very, actually a very legitimate argument here that I, I don't know that I'll go as far as to say it over Jaden Daniels necessarily, but Will Rogers, K.J. Jefferson, Joe Milton, and Devin Leary do not have the weapons that Spencer Rattler has to throw to. Um, now, they might have a better running game, but uh, they don't have the weapons at Spencer. None of them have Juice Wells. None of them have Xavier Leggett. I, I'm big on Xavier Leggett, and none of them have Josh Hyman and Trey Knox, and they all have good players. But collectively, this unit that Carolina is going to roll out there that can catch the football, it's good. It is good. They are good. Uh, they, <laughs> you're not, they've come a long way. We're only about three years removed from they literally had no pass catchers. And here we are, and they're loaded with pass catchers at South Carolina. And uh, Spencer Rattler, this might be the collectively the best group he's had since he's been in college, and that includes that group that he had at Oklahoma three year, four, uh, four seasons ago. So we'll see. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting list uh, because I think while there are a lot of really good quarterbacks in the SEC, um, they all kind of come with some type of caveat or baggage, if you'd like to call it that. And yeah. it'll all play out. More than likely, there's a name we're not even talking about that's going to end up being in that list at the end of the year. Tyler Butler. You're big on I went Wegman. I think that yeah, Wegman is going to benefit not, from Petrino not, being in that. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I, Phil, you're right there. And I, I'm not sold on Buckner. I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of buying the Greg McElroy, Ty Simpson stuff because Greg McElroy, you know, him and Saban are buddies. So. You know, yeah. if he's on the Simpson train, I guess I'll ride it too. I'll probably be wrong about that. I mean, to be honest, like if as far as him winning the job, but I, and I understand why people are like Tyler Buckner. Are you kidding me? Because obviously he makes mistakes, <laughs> as we all saw. Yeah, he's a, uh, you he's know, a he gets almost too, too confident. Yes, that's the part I like about him. He's a competitor, and if you really break down the Gator Bowl. And, and some other Notre Dame games he played in this because he didn't play a whole lot last year. He got hurt early. The guy is a battling battler. You know, he, he's a tough, tough, tough as nails. Uh, the, the thing he's got to do is cut down on the mistakes, right? And uh, and because that, that won't fly. That won't fly with Saban. What's funny? What are we laughing at? Battling uh, battler? No. Uh, <laughs> this guy in – Man, the sports chat box. Yes, I'm a pretty good QB. Thanks, Tyler yeah, Simpson. Yeah. <laughs> Ty Simpson, yeah. He's got the same name. So, uh, well, y'all remember, Ty could be could have been the starting quarterback at Clemson this year because uh, he he was high on the Tigers and then yeah. picked uh, picked uh, the, the Crimson Tide. Uh, he's kind of a ten- Tennessee kid, state of Tennessee kid. Uh, I, I thought watching Alabama spring game, and I don't want to overrate spring game, uh, and, and that's why they brought, you know, Buckner in. I thought the reason they brought Buckner in is because it, it seemed like Ty Simpson wasn't ready. And then with Milrow, you kind of get what you get. You have to redo your whole offense. But I don't know. I, I think it's uh, I think it's interesting. And Contra, I don't know if Milrow is going to limit the mistakes in the passing game. He throws some errant ones, you know. Now, if you want to kind of – Tommy Reese wants to run like a – like a Gus Malzahn style attack, you definitely go with Milrow because that dude will run off and leave you. Um, anyway, well, speaking of Clemson, yeah. guess what yeah. I'm hearing, boys? 
Well, hold that. We got to hit a timeout. Oh, yeah, we, yeah. we got to yeah, talk we'll, about when this. we this return. Uh, we'll let JC get into that news, uh, maybe pertaining to the uh, ever never ending uh, college conference realignment I, I, cycle. But I don't know if I'd call it news. Well, I don't know if I call it. News. We'll call it rumor I, for I'd now. Speculative, informed speculation, maybe. And Craig, by the way. Carson Beck could win the Heisman. I agree with you. That could happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I just have a, I, I have a good feeling uh, about him for the whole season. Uh, but as a new starter, you never know what's going to happen that game three, right? After they play Ball, ball, ball State and U, UT Martin. Are those the two openers for the dogs? Good God. Yeah. Yeah. UT Martin and Ball State. Well, they – they had um, – I can't remember who they had actually scheduled in there. but They, they had, had Oklahoma. Oklahoma. It was the Oklahoma. Yeah, I don't blame them. I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not faulting Georgia. They're not running away from anybody. But, no, no, Phil, Bama's actually got Middle Tennessee State. That's Texas, the one, yeah, yeah. Bama, right. Bama's opening two were, like, much <laughs> tougher than Georgia's. <laughs> oh, uh, Ricky, Ricky Stout mean, still, still up there. Ricky, you never know when you go – I mean, if you play, you play that kind of competition, if you're really good, you're really good, right? And you're gonna be chomping at the bit, but they do have a lot of new people in new spots. You and never the level know. Of competition yep. from from Ball State to the Gamecocks is gonna go up significantly. So yep. uh, you know, <laughs> you never know what happens when you're gonna get hit in the mouth. So anyway, we'll, we'll, right. we'll talk about this here. And all this in a second. Sorry. We're uh, built by the Barndo Co. Hang tight inside the Gamecocks, part of the Chief Sports Network. We'll be right back. Welcome home. That's what the Gamecocks say, and so does the Barndo Company where they can build your dream home starting as low as $160 per square foot. If you live in the Carolinas, Georgia, or Tennessee, their turnkey process takes just four to six months on average and can be custom designed by size and details. Make your dream a reality. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barn Doe Company. Gamecock. Owned and operated. Welcome to TravelingCountryClub.com your modern golf club experience. Hey folks, this is Michael Manus, former Gamecock golfer, inviting you to play more golf with a membership to TravelingCountryClub.com. With over 40 courses across the Carolinas, our membership provides you with an affordable way to enjoy a club-like golf experience. From the mountains to the coast, we offer golf courses that will challenge all types of golfers, no matter your handicap level or level of play. Plus, we offer unique membership benefits not seen anywhere else as part of Traveling Country Club. Tee it up with Traveling Country Club, TravelingCountryClub.com, TravelingCountryClub.com, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey everybody, this is Mo Copper from Carolina Football. The show is painted garden and black every day by a couple of painters. Go to LetMePaintSomething.com to check them out. Go Cox. 10% off for military repeat customers or mention the show. Interior, exterior painting, fencing, cabinet staining, concrete painting, popcorn ceiling removal, and more. 803-522-6832. LetMePaintSomething.com.
Can't wait. Welcome, welcome back, everybody. Sorry, I thought I hit the button. Inside the Gamecocks, the show, first hour of the show, by the way, we've kind of been remiss in saying so, but don't forget, Cindy Searfoss, Conwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. Cindy be happy to take your call at 864-414-5271 for all your upstate residential real estate needs. A reminder, coming up at noon, Hillary Cox, Associate AD at the University of South Carolina, will join us here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show, teed up by our friends at TravelingCountryClub.com. If you play golf, that's the club you want to be in, TravelingCountryClub.com. The rumor mill is swirling, JC. Fill us in. Is the ACC falling apart? (laughs) I don't know about that. Uh, I'll tell you, they could – you know, it's like the, the, they got the they got the slow leak, right? Um, and then you got the, uh, you know, if you if you if that breaks open a little bit, you got a bigger leak and you got a bigger problem. Uh, I think outside, and I've been looking into the Pac-12 a lot, like on JC and Morgan, we talk about it a lot, and I think you know they they take the clown show trophy for the worst league, um, and it's kind of funny because everybody wanted to kill the Big Twelve. For all the, I mean, you know, ten years ago, the half of them were going to the Pac-12, half of them were going to the ACC. I mean, it, it, it everybody wanted to kill the Big Twelve, and now the Big Twelve is a pretty dang solid conference. And if they get ASU and Arizona and Utah, they're going to be even better. Um, and they got a TV deal, and so the 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 the, the Pac-12 definitely gets the clown show uh, award for losing U.S. for forming an alliance. Let's form an alliance and let our Big brother, you know, our COVID brother, you know, because the Pac-12, by God, Kevin Warren said no football. They were like, oh, my God, no, you're a, you're a paragon of justice, Kevin Warren. Now Kevin Warren's screwing up the Bears' uh, stadium situation as we speak, it, completely incompetent. So that's what they get. That's what they deserve. I hate it because I, I want there to be a West Coast conference. It's very sad to me. But they get the Clown Show Award. Their TV bill came back, guys all streaming on Apple and 17 million a year less than the big 12. No linear TV all on Apple with with, with, uh, with a, Hey, Apple said, Hey, if we sell some subscriptions though, we'll give you a little more. I like performance incentives and a TV. Listen, listen, 24 seven sports will stream all of your games. (laughs) You know, we will stream all of your games on the chief media app. Chief app. That's what I was like. Yeah. Chief. And and, uh, and, uh, do that. (laughs) Could you imagine the three of us in the studio doing like a pack 12 after dark? Oh my. Yeah. After a few lattes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My God. Uh, Carolina Luca likes the Apple TV MLB broadcast. Oh, I know. I, I, I love Apple. I think Apple's a great company. I think they're going to be a player uh, in the space at times. I think streaming is the future, but I don't think it's the present. And I think we're seeing that uh, in the industry at large, the whole streaming industry. Look how much money Disney's losing to streaming. Other companies are losing to streaming. Uh, it, it's kind of there's kind of a bubble there that's popped a little bit. It'll be just like the internet in the early nineties, all the dot coms went and then they all came back. That'll but but right now, you know, with these conferences, it's tough. So you know, so they get the clown show award. But a close second is the ACC. They're they're the most reactive, snooty, keep in mind they were part of the alliance as well. Um, you know, our crap doesn't stink conference a lot. 
Gotcha. You know, that kind of thing. So uh, that's uh, they, they, and, and look, it has been that way in that league since the just Carolina left it. And, and while that looked like a huge mistake for years, it's not a mistake anymore because South Carolina is in pretty good shape compared to the rest of them. So here's, here's what I've been hearing. Clemson, and I, I crapped on this yesterday uh, because I just wasn't buying it well. I, I had some people that are connected to the school in the upstate a little bit, and they're saying it's going to happen. Clemson to the Big Ten. There's a lot of – I have a lot of questions here. Hold on. It can't just happen. Uh, number one, they have to notify the league by August the 15th Number to get out sure. next year. Number two – they're going to, how much money will they owe the ACC and who's paying that? Right, so here's what I heard. Here's what I heard. I heard Florida State has the 300 million or whatever. Like, apparently, that's the number 300 million. The, the, the ACC's like, all right, we'll let you out, but it's going to be 300 million, which is a pretty good chunk of change. I heard Florida State's just going to pay it, which is amazing for an athletic department that's been broke for all these years. It shows me there's been a lot of Noel fans skating by for free and putting money in the coffers for a raining day over the years. Um, I heard Clemson may go about it a little bit different direction and, and maybe just take the legal, the legal route and sue them, tie it up in court. What are you going to do? You know? Um, yeah, but that's not going to let them out of the league if they're tied in a lawsuit. They're not going to be able to get out. I, a lot can happen in a year. I think. Uh, I, I think in especially if you get a favorable venue um, with the the right minded judge or whatever. It, it it's it's just hard, you know, if you're willing to pay a buyout. Uh, it's hard to hold anybody to a contract, you know, you know for that long. Uh, and they can claim all kinds of stuff like they're Clemson could literally claim they're the most valuable program in the league right now because of their championships, TV revenue, all that good stuff. Um, do I think that's going to necessarily work? No. Do I think I do? I think Clemson is going to have to pony up some. Yeah. Uh, do I know where that's going to come from? Somebody said New Spring Church. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know enough. Uh, maybe they can pay it in installments. I mean, why? No, why? I, why would the Big Ten not just pay it for them? That's if they want part them, of it. Well, or why don't they split it? Split it? That's another part even... of it. I mean, because they think so. Oh, if you do the math, if you pay the three hundred million and you're Florida State, in six years you've doubled your money mm-hmm. based on the payout that the Big Ten's talking about. And but if the they Big had Ten. Florida, so here's another question. The Big Ten already negotiated a TV deal for uh, $8 billion over mm-hmm. whatever, ten. however many number of years. Ten Is it 10 years? I don't know if it's that long, but it's somewhere in there. Okay. Well, if you're the Big Ten, aren't you coming back to the table and saying, hey, NBC, CBS, Fox, we just brought in Clemson, Florida State. We want more money. Or we don't want any more money, but here's what we want. We want six hundred million dollars to get Clemson and Florida State into the Big Ten. Make the put it on them. Yeah, and Fox will pay it. Of course, and they CBS would. will chip in some, and NBC. If they will feel chip like they're worth some. it. Of course, they would. Yeah, Florida, the network it, it would salivate over those two brands. It, it has to do with it, it has I'll to do honest, with whether they they, TV. 
if the TV deal, if the TV network, and you know this, JC, and I'm gonna give you an example to prove my point. If the TV networks feel like the 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 athletic department itself, the whatever program they want to bring into the league is worth it. They'll siphon the money to the league. The league will buy them out, and then they'll bring them into the league. How do I know that that's true? Because what if Alabama wanted to join the Big Ten? You really think that those TV networks wouldn't be going, oh, yeah, we'll, whatever it takes, we'll, we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay? By the way, y- y'all know what the exit fee for the SEC is? Zero. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, well. Yeah, zero. that's right. Leave that's, that's, called a, that's called yeah. a beat your chest moment, isn't it? <laughs> you yeah. believe? Get get out, man. We got enough bowels to feed. But, have at uh, it. Go have at it, man. Where, but, where uh, are you headed? We'll have yeah, somebody send us a postcard, fellas. Within an hour, you know. <laughs> How's the weather in the Sun Belt Conference? But you know, I, I don't look. Buy I, it. You know, I don't. I don't think. I, I, I didn't buy it yesterday, JB. And I, I semi buy it now. I would not call it. I'd call it still a rumor because I'd be surprised if these little blogs that you only see, you never hear about them until something like this pops up, and then it's just like, I mean, God, there used to be. It was from Chicago. The first go around when A and M and Missouri joined the league it was like, you know, Cowboy Rex or something. Or, or it had some kind of common cowboy name, and everybody was just like following him on Twitter. Oh my god! Oh my god! And then of course everything settled in, and he was wrong about a lot, so he went away. But I, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, By I know the, the way, people, Clemson, I, yeah, yeah, the Clemson people I talked to. Covet the Big Ten because they Why? they think that they is, well they think there there's the answer to the money issue number one number two okay. they don't have to go in the SEC mm-hmm. you know because they don't want to go in the SEC you start kissing you know, your playoff hopes goodbye every year too because you got to build different than right Carolina you know oh we're the Big Ten they you know and Clemson thinks of themselves as you know very academically. Superior, even though we all know, um, and it is a fact that they paid to be ranked higher on the U.S. News and World Report's rankings. That was a story that happened. So, uh, you know, I think um, all that, you know, Ryan says torturous interference with a contract and would open ESPN up a lawsuit. They all have to settle all that. Um. And you're right, James. I mean that's that's true, but yeah, it, it, if the money's big enough, they're probably going to figure it out before before any kind of move is made. Well, I, you know it, what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I hear what he's saying. He's not wrong there. If the if they just decide, but it the, my understanding of this, based on the reporting I've read, is they have every legal right to let the league know by August fifteenth we're leaving. However, this is what needs to be, you know, the league comes back and says, fine, have at it. Here's what you owe us to get out of your deal. It's really more mm-hmm. a matter of where's the money going to come from to pay that. And that's it. I mean, they're, they're, they're done. I mean, you know, I mean, could the TV network swoop in and sue? I mean, I don't, I mean, I guess th- th- somebody I'm sure would try to file a lawsuit if they wanted to, but I'm not sure that that would eventually hold up. Well, yeah, the networks would sue. Like, when Texas and Oklahoma left, the Big 12 was up in arms. And they were talking torturous interference and all that. They were going to sue ESPN for meddling and 
Well, that went bye-bye really quick, you know. I mean, the cooler heads tend to prevail. You don't want to you don't want all your money to go to lawyer fees and stuff like this. Uh, you want to try to find a way to survive. And um, so, so I, I don't know. You know, the, the Clemson folks I know, like I said, they won't in the Big Ten. They, they consider themselves, you know, a lot like the land-grant schools that are in that league, even though they're located in a completely different part of the country. Um, and I think this, too. I, I, I think Clemson and Florida State come in – that's going to make the value of that league. And you guys mentioned, well, would, would they pay more? For I think it would, they would, because you're talking all of a sudden you have a presence almost all over the entire country. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, Clemson and FSU, Big Browns in the span of the South. You go up the East Coast, you go all the way through the Midwest, and then on the West Coast. Um, I do think it'll be interesting because I want to see Clemson play a road game in uh, Champaign, Illinois in November or Madison, Wisconsin, or Minneapolis. I hope they know the Metro dome is not where the Gophers play anymore. It's an outdoor stadium. Um, and, uh, I, but, 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 you know, you start thinking about it too, you know, so close will get Maryland back on the schedule that, that used to be kind of a heated rivalry in the eighties when Bobby Ross was at Maryland. Y'all, yeah. y'all, y'all remember Bobby Ross, like what <laughs> attacks somebody after a Clemson. Hey game. boys. Uh, yeah. The new big fit is here. One of our finest rivalries has finally arrived, Clemson and Maryland. <laughs> okay. They keep FSU on the schedule. They, you know, they get to go play. They, they, they get to go to Rutgers. Rutgers with Boston College and Syracuse with Rutgers. They get to replace Penn State with Pitt. And Clemson already does play up and down the East Coast to beat an ACC from time to time. There's just there's you no more short it drive. Dude. You hammered it yesterday. Clemson to Minnesota in November, baby. Have fun. I cannot wait because half those people don't even know they have an outdoor stadium. Half those people probably still think they play play where the Vikings play. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. You got to put a little layer on that orange sweatshirt, and then they they go get those those big orange vests the road workers wear when it's cold, and they're sitting up there with flares. Hey, C-L-E-M-S-O. And shoot the flare off. By the way, at what point in time are they changing the name of the league? It's already the Big 14. It's about to be the Big 16, and soon they're going to be the Big 20. I mean, they're just going to stay at the Big 10? (laughs) I mean, hey, yo. The B1G is what they call it. I don't know. I I know the Big 10 in like 50 years, man. (laughs) I know the Big 12 is is rebranding in a couple of years, so – I don't know. I, I kind of like the word big in these conferences, you know, because I own a website called the big spur, you know, the, I'd say you should call uh, the SEC, the big South, but big if, South has negative, negative connotation, negative connotation. Yeah. If, if Clemson gets lucky and they get into the big 10, I, uh, best of luck. If you're shoved into the big 10 East, that's all I'll say. Uh, by the way, Craiger, Iowa State and Clemson would not happen, although that was the, what was the pickle bowl, I mean the cheese it bowl a couple of years ago. They'd have to play the University of Iowa. <laughs> Which is yeah. also freezing cold. <laughs> At Northwestern, oh, when you're on the on the lake in front of twenty thousand people. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh, and Lincoln buddy. is not the warmest place in the world either. <laughs> I know, Lincoln, Nebraska. I, Will, Will asks an interesting question here. What is the SEC's response? Will, I don't think the SEC would respond. I think the SEC, 
again, you're you're talking about. I I know what you're I know what you're getting at here, uh, and 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 it's a fair, it's a good question actually. But guys, I don't think the SEC will be going. Oh, we have to do something. I think Greg Sankey is perfectly fine sitting with where they are, and and but what what would happen? This is just my opinion on this. Is and first of all, it's twofold. Number one, if the ACC loses Clemson and Florida State, you can bet your rear end that Disney's going to come back to the negotiating table with the ACC because they're going to they're going to go. Well, we're hey, you know what? We didn't want to let you out before. We're sure as hell going to let you out now because there's nothing here to to keep us paying you this money because your foot your your league sucks from a football standpoint. Uh, that's number one. Number two, though. What you would have is you would have the remaining top dogs, I think, exploring their options. So the SEC, I don't, th- I wouldn't call it a response. I think they would have an open door and they would be willing to listen. And if if the right situation came up in NC State, uh, Virginia Tech, and North Carolina, you know that type of thing, I think that th- then you would see some opportunity. I I think you was it you yesterday or Mike uh, talking about Virginia and North Carolina because they are state institutions i wouldn't stop it there though i think if they did that um you would have uh nc state and virginia tech trying to tag along and then that leaves that leaves a couple of schools out there and one of them in particular named duke going wait a second here i'm not talking about duke football duke basketball is the biggest brand in the sport that along with north carolina and kansas kentucky right so i I, I think what would happen is the dukes what duke wake forest Syracuse, Boston College, they would go back to the Big East. It's a new Big East. Or yeah. to the Big East, and the Big East would start playing football again with UConn. Because UConn, UConn needs a home for football anyway. <laughs> hey, Miami, back in the Big East, man. Right. Oh, they're getting the screwed, man. Now, now, Miami really – now, Miami won't sit in the SEC. And so, yeah, I think that's interesting. I don't think there's a I shot. No. I, I, and they're about to they're about to have this big dysfunctional deal with their no. NIL life wallet shenanigan guy, you know, and they're they're just not. I mean, I don't know. Uh, they have money finally because they they built a hospital on their campus and they're they're making bank off of it. But I they're a small private school. I mean, I, I don't I don't see the SEC warning them. Um, I think it's Virginia and North Carolina, and and if you look, guys. Texas A&M is unique because Texas A&M may as well be a flagship school. They're just as big as Texas, and they're the fighting Texas Aggies and all. They they kind of claim to be the University of Texas, right? Um, but the other schools that have gotten in this league, University of Arkansas, University of South Carolina, University of Missouri, University of Oklahoma, University of Texas. They like that. They like that flagship thing. Now, if I were them, would I take Virginia Tech over Virginia? Yes, because Virginia Tech is basically the state university of Virginia because Virginia, UVA is such a hotty toddy, you know, it's like Penn versus Penn State almost. But I do think, but I think, yeah, I think UVA would be the, the, the pick, unfortunately. I would take Tech in North Carolina, but I, and I think that would be taking Virginia, that's kind of the price to take North Carolina and to separate them from Duke because. UNC considers itself kind of like Virginia academically and culturally and all that. But man, think about this. Every flagship school in the South, anything you would consider a Southern state, 
with the exception of maybe West Virginia. I mean, you can mm-hmm. kind of consider West Virginia South. Every every state you could consider Southern, the flagship school would be in the Southeastern Conference, from Virginia to Texas. So that's uh, – I think that means something to this league and, and all that. But, you know, what's going to happen to Georgia I, Tech? I mean, in st- I was in, sitting in here thinking like the exact well, same I, thing, JC. I don't, I'm like, I don't, poor Georgia Tech, right? I, I think we're overthinking this. I don't think the ACC is going to dissolve. If they lose Clemson and Florida State, uh, you're, you're probably going to see them start trying to poach um, somebody. You know, maybe yeah, you know, in App State and Coastal Carolina. Yeah, I was about to ACC. say, I mean, you, you know who's going to be knocking on the door. You know, exactly. Yeah. App State's <laughs> going to knock on the door. East Carolina's going to beg to get in. I mean, like West Virginia would be a per- should have been invited a long time ago, but the yeah. ACC turned their nose up. At West them. West Virginia should be in the SEC, in my opinion. But I agreed. Like if know. it were up to me, I'd add NC State, West Virginia, and Virginia Tech, and you know, name your school. Maybe I would let Miami in under that I, scenario. I, but they're I, I football actually- school. I you think know. if you, if you told me today you get to pick two, pick whatever two you want, I would take Florida State and I'd take West Virginia. That that's me. Um, but but well, yeah, they, nobody nobody asked me. So, that's but, but look, I think uh, we got it. We got to hit the timeout though, JC. Oh, yeah. We got. I, I think if you're South Carolina, you're you're kind of eyeing that North Carolina Virginia thing because, hey, they get in the league all of a sudden. You got to go back to some kind of divisions or pods. And you know Carolina's going to be stuck with those guys and their old ACC buddies instead of having to play LSU or whatever. <laughs> yeah, re- revitalizing these old rivalries and whatnot. I like the North Carolina game. Though. Wake up the echoes. Play the ACC again. It is the end of the hour. Hillary Cox, Associate AD at the University of South Carolina, is standing by. and We'll talk with her about NIL and much more here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show from the Sinorama Studios, part of the Chief Sports Network. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Sinorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Sinorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Sinorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Sinorama Columbia and go Charleston Fitness Equipment is keeping South Carolina in shape. Clients have come from all over the Palmetto State to find that one piece of equipment that they enjoy that keeps them looking and feeling good. Whether it's a home rower, treadmill, elliptical, free weights, a home gym, or something else, Charleston Fitness Equipment keeps the mirror smiling back at you. Get in shape like the Gamecocks do. Visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com. Gamecock owned and operated and proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. If you're in the real estate market in the low country or even in the Midlands, please contact me, JB, with Coast to Coast Realty SC. You hear me and see me every day here on Inside the Gamecocks, and it would be an honor to earn your business. I've been around real estate my entire life as it's somewhat of a family business. I work with an elite team of experts from loans to insurance to closing, and they make my clients and my life very easy. It really is elite. CoastToCoastRealtySC.com is where you can find our staff, and you can always reach out to me here as well. Go Gamecocks. Cool Joe here, and when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, 
I like to eat pimento cheese straight out the bucket. Mm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning. It'll melt in your mouth. It's good on a cracker. It's good in a bowl. It's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget, Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well, and they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online, nanasporch.com. It's mm-mm good. Coach O, signing off. In the summer, go Tiger. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope's State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Nana's Porch, nanasporch.com. At Nana's Porch, they cater weddings, parties, and all kinds of special events. Their meals are served buffet style. In seconds, they're encouraged. Plus, they can bring their mobile food unit to bring on-site and serve your guests as a unique alternative for your catering needs. Inquire about rentals as well. Nana'sPorch.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 336-259-7550. If you're on Medicare currently or approaching eligibility, it's time to enroll in a Medicare plan that meets your needs. Palmetto Medicare is here to help you through the process. Palmetto Medicare's owner, Brian Spencer, and his team of experts are here to assist you. Learn about the benefits and enroll in the plan that will cover as many of your medical costs as possible. Some of the advantages of Medicare health plans may include a variety of plan choices, increased benefits, lower premiums, and more. Give Palmetto Medicare a call to discuss your insurance and help get the exact coverage for your needs today.
Welcome back, everybody, inside the Gamecocks, the show. Second hour of the show here coming at you. And we are joined now on the McKellar Enterprises guest line by none other than Hillary Cox. Hillary, it's good to have you back to talk some NIL and the university. Doing well, doing well. Good to see you. All right, Hillary, before we start, you you were a softball player at North Georgia, right? Am I correct? Played softball. Okay, so let me ask you this. Let's say you played at Clemson which is similar to North Georgia mountains, right? I guess. I don't know. I like Delonica better. Anyway, I digress. What if you had to get on a plane on a Wednesday and fly to Los Angeles and then come back on a Thursday and then the next Tuesday fly to Evanston, Illinois, where it's 40 degrees and play softball? That's tough. That's tough. I, um, that's putting it in there. I, you know, I, I vividly remember one time it started snowing and Delonica is situated in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Um, we had a nice little mountain right behind the field. You could see the snow coming and the trees are disappearing and a panic ensued. And everyone was like, <laughs> run. And um, nope, coach made us keep hitting. We were taking BP. Couldn't find the softballs in the outfield because of the snow. Um, finished practice and that was the last time I wanted to play or practice in the snow. I'm but not- yeah, tra- travel and stuff. But look, it's a, our student athletes deal with it too, right? I mean, it's you, you lose sight sometimes of what these requirements are they start to go to class you know fly back get back at 3 a.m and go to class at 8 a.m on wednesday i mean it, it's tough it's tough for me as an old washed up administrator having to get up and come to meetings in the morning <laughs> so that's a chemistry class <laughs> it's hard yeah chemistry class <laughs> yeah they they didn't let me into that when i was at carolina they that no what, uh chemistry? yeah but yeah, I, that was behind. sciences for you. <laughs> yes. Science. I took marine biology, and I had to cry to get a passing grade. I yeah. I about and I did um, astronomy. Astronomy one and astronomy two. Oh, nice. That's good. That's what a lot of people that. I did. Yeah. yeah. I, I, well, the, the I astronomy at Carolina is self-paced. It, it, I wouldn't recommend it. Oh, it was not in North Georgia. I just remember 8 a.m. It was a Tuesday, Thursday, 8 a.m. class, and you set and chairs that reclined because you had to look up at the ceiling and Sweet. it was it was all you could do to have your teammate next to you nudge you and say hey wake up <laughs> uh, that's what i was about to say i would have been asleep yeah, uh, it's tough. It's tough. i was asleep i slept through most of my 8 a.m classes anyways let alone whether if they would have given you a recline i didn't even schedule it man i, I was, was like, about to I'm say 8 a.m meant uh you're heading to the registrar's office <laughs> i'm not yeah. pretending anymore well, I, I stopped pretending after first semester so well anyway hillary lots of good things going on in iowa at carolina um I saw you put the mission statement out today. Uh, looks like the Twitter account's really active. Uh, you know, kind of kind of tell us, uh, I guess this is sort of a restart right now, kind of tell us uh, what the lay of the land is and uh, what you guys are going to be working on here uh, moving forward uh, in the next couple of months with, with NIL. Yeah, look, it's it's been a journey, and you guys have been on the ride with us, and, and you've seen it. It's the ebb and the flow, and, um, you know, it's hard sometimes not – to get lost and um, you put a lot of effort into something and then all of a sudden you know at the flip of a switch you got to pivot and change and and I had to learn that lesson the hard way when we were trying to write our state law and we worked really really hard to get our state law put in and we were just a handful of weeks in and going oh boy this is challenging you know and and so it's a it's a humbling experience to work in the NIL space 
because you may have a good idea on a Monday and on a Thursday, it's a moot point and you just have to pivot and move. And so, you know, our, at the end of the day, our outward, what we're saying is maybe looking a little different right now, but the, the mission hasn't changed, right? We've still been operating and functioning here on campus. Um, literally from the jump start, our mission has been to maximize the opportunities for our student athletes, right? That has been and the mission has not changed, whether that was July 1st, 2021, when we put out the first, you know, huge release, or whether that's, you know, today on, on August the 2nd. Um, lucky for us, we have uh, a few more team members who have some expertise in a couple different areas that maybe I didn't have leading up to this point. Um, so, you know, we can push out a little bit more content and, and things of that nature, but, um, um, you know, the core of what we've been doing hasn't changed. It's not going to change. You just may see uh, uh, a little bit more, you know, informational graphics to try to help people understand. Because um, my my thing is that NIL is can confuse people, but it shouldn't confuse people. Let's boil it down to exactly what it is. It should not confuse everyone. Um, you know, what can start to get confusing is understanding who all's involved in, in all of that. So. All right, hey Hillary, your your mic is going uh, like Roadrunner style. We're yeah, gonna get we're you out and back issue. in. It's just a matter of like turn it off and on. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna get you to hook right back into us. That usually fixes it. So uh, it's just it's a quirky thing with our system. So so we'll get you out and back in. Okay, Phil. All right, sounds good. Mm-hmm. Come right back. Yeah, I, uh, and JC referenced the mission state a, a moment ago. Uh, if you don't follow it, uh, if you are on Twitter. You can follow at Gamecock NIL, and um, and that's where they'll give you some updates from within the university. Of course, Hillary is 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 the lead lead dog of the pack there. The mission statement, which is pretty simple, our mission, the mission of Gamecock NIL is to help South Carolina student athletes maximize their name, image, and likeness opportunities. And I think that the key word in that is maximize. We've got Hillary back, so hopefully it's a little bit better. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? That seems pretty. Oh, good. you're yes, perfect. Yeah, now. it's much better now. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's just we get little bugs in the system and all that. So, guys, it's probably right, me. So, I've got some expertise, and it's not in technology. Okay, we just we just led with that opening. <laughs> well, that's all right. Yeah, that was, just last you week, got your softball story in. That was good. Yeah. You know? I I think that I think it's a USC thing because Coach Beamer was having a difficult time last week too. Uh, when, when he was on, so you know it's hey, look, we couldn't see him for the hey, first look, five I months. can't, I can't blame this great university for my faults. So I, I'll take the shoulder and shoulder the blame on this one. Okay, I got you. Either that, um, or just, okay. just put it on Coach Tanner's tab. Just tell Coach Tanner this is his fault. He gets, He'll never let me live it down. Yeah, he he gets blamed for everything else. The grass is long. You know, there's a oh. pothole in the street. You know, put it on Coach Tanner's desk. So. Yeah. All right, so you know, well, obviously, we have a, a we're aligned with a certain collective here, but you know, this is a show that informs everybody, so I don't want to be awkward or anything. But uh, tell us about Garnet Trust and, and that partnership. Tell the fans uh, what's going on there. Yeah, look, it's it's understanding our ecosystem. We're going to use that word a lot. The ecosystem, um, all that means is is that's all of the players within the NIL space here at Carolina. And there's a lot of people in the ecosystem, right? Um, and Garnet Trust is one of those players in the ecosystem, just as Carolina Rise is. Um, everyone 
has their priorities of how they go about doing business. But at the end of the day, we I believe personally that all of our missions are aligned and that, again, we're here to maximize opportunities for our athletes, right? We're here to benefit student athletes at Carolina. So um, with that being said, yes, we did make that announcement last week. And um, what we did was uh, Garnet Trust went into an agreement with Learfield to have marketing rights at our home events. So you will see uh, pushing a lot more on the Garnet Trust side at these home events. You'll see some videos pop up on the video board. These are arrangements that pre-existed prior to NIL that we kind of have to follow when it comes to our third-party um, partners that we have. You know, the to kind of piggyback off of that too, um, I was just reading that that mission statement, and and it it does seem you know you read it and you're like, well, duh, of course, yeah. The mission of Gamecock NIL is to help South Carolina student athletes maximize their name, image, and likeness opportunities. And Hillary, the word maximize is what stands out. It, it's not about necessarily just about getting. NIL deals for student athletes at Carolina, it is making sure you're taking full advantage of the opportunity you have to, to do that. We see it professionally. So can, can you kind of take us a little bit deeper or, or pull, pull the curtain back on that a little bit more and, and how you are making sure that the student athletes, and everybody always thinks football first, and I get it, but the student athletes – uh, at South Carolina don't undervalue themselves. How, how do they, how, how does, how is the university helping them understand that they have a quote maximum value? Yeah, that's, it's, you know, it's tough very candidly uh, because it varies based on person, uh, um, each person situation. And, and one thing that we teach here is NIL is a deeply personal choice right? At the end of the day, it's a business decision and business transaction between an athlete and a brand. So that is a personal business transaction that happens between an athlete and a brand. And so it's our job to make sure that our athletes are doing what they can to build their brand, which is only going to help maximize what they can bring to the table in these NIL deals. Um, so we do a lot of just standard education with the team, but we're not really digging in on details unless it's an individualized setting. We would rather have an individual conversation with someone um, to understand their wants, their needs. You know, what do they like? What do they not like? How much work are they willing to put into it? Those are, again, personal conversations that we need to have in a one-on-one -on -one setting because a lot of times our athletes aren't going to grasp that information in a group setting. They're not going to talk about it. They don't want to share personal details, all of those things. So um, it, it's important for us to, to help our athletes understand that just because one deal comes across the table doesn't mean it's the deal for you. You can say no. And I think that that's been a little bit of a challenge at the beginning because everyone wants a deal. You can say no to things. If it's not aligning with your core values, then say no to it. It's the same position that we take in leading this department. We have core values. We have a mission statement. If it goes against it, say no. Yeah, just like Nick Harbor, we were on with, uh, and I'll get to Park Avenue here in a second. We were on with Chase from Park Avenue last week. Nick Harbor had a deal, 
from a, uh, I guess, a supplement or something on the table, and he doesn't like supplements. So he said no, and that was fine. So I, I think you're, you're right there. So Park Avenue, <laughs> uh, of all the things that have confused people about NIL, this is probably one that, that I, I hear the most about. And I think, I think we're finally doing a good job explaining it to people. Um, take us back through all that. Uh, are you guys happy to see it still alive? Uh, you know, what, what are your thoughts there on uh, how that thing can uh, continue to help our student athletes or the student athletes of Carolina? Yeah, look, I, I'm happy to see it still alive. It, it is certainly providing value to our athletes, regardless of where, you know, what school you're at, something like that is going to give value to what you're doing. Um you know, that was what a journey that was um, to to really I mean, we were working on that for years, a year at least of conversations and trying to understand. And then we get going and, and I, I tell this story. I put out a tweet on our Gamecock and I'll Twitter account um, from Anchorman. And it was like, uh, you know, we have all everybody's here. We're ready to roll. Here we go. Um, Joe Shepard had just started with this park had just got going. I'm having full on staff meetings with all these people in the room and, uh, came into work the next day and got a memo from the NCAA that changed a lot of things of what we were doing. And we spent a lot of time just trying to unpack it and try to just work through the details of everything and, and understand what's going on. Um, and you know, long story short, we ended up where we are today. Um, and in a way that fits all the parameters, you know, we believe that the NCAA has set forth. Um, again, it's, it's separate and apart from the institution. Um, we have no control over it. We have no say into what's going on. Um, and, and that's just where we landed. But uh, it is, it's showing that when you can get that momentum and continue it, there is value there for sure. Did, did, just out of curiosity, you don't have to go too far in depth with this answer, but Hillary did. Was there ever any smoke signals or signs that the NCAA was preparing to throw out this ruling that was literally going to squash this project? Did, or was it clearly out of the blue? You walk in and you're going, oh my God, what do we do now? Yeah, I can. I'm only going to speak for myself in, in this situation and tell you that sure. I didn't see it coming. Um, you know, we, we know, for instance, today, we know that the board of directors is going to get a report from the NIL working group with some recommendations. So we know that that meeting is happening. When will we get that report? We don't know that, but, um, we know that that report's coming for this particular memo. We had, I, I guess, I, I guess I misspoke a little bit. We had heard that there was just a handful of like clarifications, but I think it was downplayed significantly and that it was just it was just going to clarify like a Q&A style document of the rules that existed, not so much put in a whole new set. So that's what caught us by surprise, caught me by surprise, was the just the whole new kind of left turn, right turn on several issues, not just this particular issue. There are several things that changed, um, you know, access that we can provide to athletes from like a, a counter or accounting and lawyers and professional help, things like that. I mean, there's a lot of changes significant from that memo. Is there uh, any kind of state law in the works? I know they suspended it. Is it still suspended? I mean, is that where the state law situation is? And is there anything on the state's end that you guys are seeking uh, without getting too specific and 
blowing your cover, so to speak? Yeah. No, I mean, look, it's, I think part of it, and I hear people, people want to know more. We're hiding information. We're not sharing things, but you know, we're, we're sharing what we can when we can. And we have a, a suspended state law. It was a proviso that went in effect that we have for now about 11 more months, well, more 12 months, but basically for this year. Um, and, and it's no secret that the understanding was that we kind of have to figure out what our state law is going to look like going forward. Um, it's, it's complicated, JC, because you're seeing it happen all over the place of you put something in effect. It, it doesn't just happen like that, right? There's a process. Um, I'm just a bill on Capitol Hill for all of you, um, you know, like Schoolhouse Rock kids, like, hey, it, it is a process. And so potentially by the time you get through that process, maybe there's another insane memo that has impacted what you're doing. So um, it's challenging. It's challenging to move a cruise ship 90 degrees, you know, instantly. It just doesn't happen. So, um, you know, we're, we're trying to, that's part of one of our new talking points now uh, from our core values used to be connection education facilitation we can't facilitate deals as an institution so now i I switched that over to sustainability Mm -hmm. because we've got to make decisions on things from the institutional side that can really withstand any disruptive changes um in the ecosystem have you ever seen anything all right so my background's in building online internet sports properties, right? And that's uh, since 05, that's a moving target. And I always thought at Rivals in 24-7, we were always told we're hitting a moving target. And we were. This thing, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it changes day to day, hour to hour. Uh, have you ever been through anything like this in your career where, where it's just like you never know what you're going to wake up to at all? And, and how do you personally, uh, as an executive and as the person that's kind of running it, you know, how, how do you kind of cope with that? I mean, how do you stay on your feet, how, stay on your toes? I tell you what, I, I come to work every day and I walk in the building and I say, all right, what's going to happen today? You know, whatever happens today, I can make it through. Lord willing, I'll get through the end of the day. Um <laughs> But it, it, I mean, it is challenging, but I think it's just a microcosm of college athletics, right? It's just in this world that we live in right now, there's a lot of outside factors that go into kind of the industry as a whole. And and I think that you're seeing why um, people are starting to leave the industry from an executive standpoint, just because mm-hmm. it's, it's just so challenging. It really is. And um, it's a humbling experience because, again, you may have a great idea and the next day it's trash and you just got to admit it and move on. Um, but, you know, collaboration is key here because you're when you're tracking on so many different things, it's really important that you're getting different perspectives so that you're not missing something. Um, and, and I say I'm doing the best that I can just to keep up with with everything going on. And that's why it was so important for me personally as a leader of the department to establish my core values and and what I wanted the core values of the uh, Gamecock NIL department to be because no matter what decisions came our way like if it doesn't meet one of those things or all three of those we're not interested in it and so it kind of helps with that decision making when you're trying to go on the fly and understand what's going on I think at least. Hillary Cox is associate AD at the University of South Carolina uh, you, from a aerial view of this, not just directly 
related to USC, but generally speaking across the country, what does NIL need need to bring itself together to to have some type of leadership, uh, some type of anything? So people know what's going on, some type of uh, structure. What do you think this part of college athletics is missing? Immediately what came to my mind, I pause here, uh, pause for dramatic effect. Um, what came to my mind, honestly, was education. Mm-hmm. And it may sound like a cop-out, but let me explain. Okay. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of misconceptions about what's going on in the NIL space. Okay, And there's a lot of misconceptions about what NIL is, what it isn't. Um, I was telling someone this the other day, like I deal with so much misinformation, it is insane. Um, And so I feel like potentially cleaning that up some and just helping people, I said it earlier, NIL doesn't have to be complicated. Um, Cleaning that part up, I think building that fundamental knowledge for everyone, I think would be a great starting point. Now, are there other things that should happen, in my opinion? Yes. But I don't know that we have enough time today to go through all of that. <laughs> I feel that. Well, I, I mean, you know, for instance, I mean, you know, it, it, certainly not taking you into politics. That's not what I'm doing here. But there are multiple bills in Congress about NIL. Have you read through any of those? Do any of them make sense? Would any of them work? Would any of them be helpful? Yeah, I got to have a stack of them over here. Um, luckily, I, you know, we were partnered. Do you with, understand what you're reading? I, I, you know what I mean? Because I know how lying. Congress gets. I'm yeah. not lying when I said I have watched the Schoolhouse Rock video of I'm Just a Bill on Capitol just Hill yes, so many here. times trying to just refresh my memory. Um, no, I, I have read some of them. I admittedly have not read all of them because and there's another one that came up today. Right. And so. What I'm finding is one pops up, a senator pushes one out, or a set of representatives push one out, and it's kind of talked about, and then we don't talk about it again because the next one comes, right? So um, is there value in what's happening? Yes, there is. Um, could some of these work? Yes, they could. Um, will one bill get agreement to move forward? I don't know. Um <laughs> But here we are. And so, you know, it's not it's not falling on deaf ears. It's a it's a valiant effort on their end. Hey, we're pushing something forward. But I I just don't know. I don't know personally what's going to help one of these get over the hump. I don't know. You can't let Tommy Tuberville and Joe Manchin sponsor it, first and foremost. I I don't I don't have a problem with those guys, but half the country does. I think you're going to have to get the Blumenthal and Booker bill because it's kind of bipartisan and not as crazy as I thought it would be and, and rally people behind it. But good luck with that. I, I mean, would, it's, that makes my, my head hurt. It's politics, <laughs> right? When politics are yeah. involved, it becomes polarizing That's and scary. Yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, you know, you may feel one way can compare to the way I feel or someone else feels and trying to get everyone to agree on it. it That's tough. And it also could be that they're aligned and they totally all agree on everything, but they don't want the other guy to get credit. So I'm not. I'm just going to not say you don't want him to yeah. get credit. Man, a bunch of babies. Anyway, Altius is it Altius? Is that how you say it? Altius? Altius. Altius. 
Altius. Alt- yeah. Altius. Forgive me. Um, I guess it depends so, on, you know, you're in Chicago now. So yeah, Altius, yeah, Altius, yeah. Like a beef sandwich. You the, know. The, but uh, not for long. I'll be, I'll be back in Columbia yeah. next week for a while. So, uh, but uh, so, so what's their role? I, I know they were the very first partner, right? Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned Joe and his role. And I've seen some things when you introduce the staff. But but I've got some questions. People have asked me some questions about it. So so what did they kind of do for you guys in house there at, at South Carolina? Yeah. So that that partnership has evolved since the beginning. Right. Um, early on, we hired them as uh, a consulting education arm. Just help us understand what we don't know. Right. They are kind of the eyes and the ears on the national scale. So. A lot of times, you know, a conversation, for example, with me and them could be, hey, I'm tracking on this issue. This is how I think it would impact us here locally. What am I missing? Is is someone else doing it different, approaching it different, saying something different? Um, They're not sharing trade secrets with all of their partner schools by any means. Um, Mm -hmm. But they at least help me find the, the, the banks of the river, if you will. Right. And, and kind of keep me moving in that direction to help make decisions uh, here for Carolina. So that's where we started. And that partnership is still going. It just we enhanced it when we added Joe Shepard to the team um, last fall. And, you know, Joe is Joe is everything that I that I'm not, which is uh, he's great at meeting with businesses and doing that outreach. You know, we initially hired him to facilitate deals when the institution could facilitate deals. Joe was the guy doing it. Joe worked here for seven days, and then all of a sudden the memo came out, and and I remember him walking in going, oh, my gosh, um, I just quit my other job. I think they're going to fill it. Like, do I need to go back? Like, what do I need to do? I'm like, no, it's totally fine. So um, Joe is doing a lot of the external outreach. So you see him a lot um, talking to businesses. Anyone that reaches out to us with a question, probably going to start with Joe and just help him. Uh, or help them understand what NIL is, talk to our student athletes, um, all of that. So it's been really helpful because the volume is tremendous, and that's a great, great problem to have. But uh, the the intake volume is is high sometimes. Okay, Sweet. let's talk to the fans here. Um, you know, JC obviously the leader of Carolina Rise, uh, the Garnet Trust doing some amazing things on on their side. What 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 would you say, or what would be your pitch, if if you want to call it that, to the fans um, as to why NIL is important? You know, if there is, if they own a business, uh, if they just want to, you know, give to a membership to be a part of one collective or the other, or both. A lot of people do both. Um, why why is this important? Because a lot of the we're talking about a lot of things here. But I, I also think it's really important. It's still way up over people's heads, Hillary. I know you know that better than anybody. There's a lot of people that still, they don't know what the hell is going on half the time. So speak to them. What is it about NIL? Why is their dime important if they can give? Where does it go? It's simple for us. And why can't the Gamecock Club or the TV money be applied to it? That, that's a big thing. That's Good why caveat. People Absolutely. ask about that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's um, let's break it down and take it slow. Okay. Hopefully we have enough time today to do this, but you're you're good. um, So the, as it stands with the rules, the institution cannot be directly involved in NIL 
with our athletes. Okay, so what does that mean? The institution can't pay our athletes. Um, the institution can't funnel money to a collective or another business that then pays the athletes. We as the institution are just out. We are out. It's plain and simple. Um, that's the way that the rules are set up now. Is that different at another school in another state? Potentially. Um, but again, like I would just encourage everyone, you know, don't believe everything you read on the internet. Um, you know, there, there are certainly challenges everywhere throughout the space. Um, and so we are subject to our state law and to what happens at our institution. Um, so I hear everyone, well, it's different there. It's different there. We're losing out here. We're losing out there. We're all facing challenges. They may just appear different, you know, from school to school. Um, so we, we can't give TV money. We can't do all of those things. We can't be directly involved. Um, but when it comes to how fans can be involved and just understanding NIL, I, I use this example a lot of an NIL deal. Again, it's just it's a business transaction between an athlete and a brand. Now, brand can be interchangeable. You're going to see this graphic come out on our social channels here soon. But okay. brand can be interchangeable between uh, it could be a collective. That could be a local business. That could be a person. Uh, whatever it is, it's it's between a brand and an athlete. As long as there's an exchange that happens, athlete does X, brand does Y. That could be a payment. That could be, you know, gifting kinds, whatever it is. That's it. That's the NIL deal at, at its surface. And so it can get more complicated when different layers get added to it. Maybe it involves use of marks on the institutional side. That's where I would get involved. Otherwise, 99% of these NIL deals, the institution doesn't need to be involved with. Because remember, it's between an athlete and a brand, right? Um, they just happen to go to Carolina. And so we would get involved only when we need to. Um, but I, I get I could sit here for days and talk about all the different variants and how you can and move and, and sway. But I think it's important for our fans to know if you're just interested in knowing more, you should reach out to us. You should reach out, um, even if it's, you know, to Carolina Rise, even if it's to Garnet Trust, like reach out to someone, someone that you know is, is handling NIL at a legitimate level within our ecosystem and ask the questions and, and just have the conversation because it's going back to my uh, point about the athletes talking personally think there's no better way to talk to someone of what do you want out of NIL as a business owner or whatever it is let's help you get there it may not be the institution that can get you there but JC can um, but at the end of the day NIL is part of college athletics now it, it's it's in it it's here it's a part of it um, it permeates everything that we do here in athletics um, as a fan you're just going to keep talking about it because you know sometimes it's the headline grabbing things that you know you could talk about for a while and make you go wait is that real um but you know it's just it's part of it and and i totally respect uh people's opinion of i don't want to be involved that's mm -hmm. fine totally fine just as it's a personal decision for the athlete it's a personal decision for the fan whether you know you want to get involved or not but there are so many different ways to get involved um but it just takes the first step the first step is just simply reaching out uh, whether it's through the Gamecock NIL Hub, whether it's um, on social, whoever it is, whatever it's for, you just got to reach out 
and take that first step and ask the question. So to summarize this, since you're, uh, since folks are watching and listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, if you want to be involved in NIL, go to carolinarisemembers.com and they'll answer your questions there too uh, and, and, and help get all this done. As, or, as Hillary or I'll just give you Hillary's cell phone number. And no. Oh, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a premium. That's yeah, the way to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, go right I'm to the sure sports. I'm sure that they get out. It's 76 uh, ask about why can't the income from the university be used towards NIL. It, she explained that no money that goes to the institution can be facilitated back. Um, per and, state and, law. And they're, they're, but, well, yeah, but per the rules. And, I mean, um, per, per NCA rules. NCAA regulations. And at yeah. this point, not yeah. having a state law means you follow the NCA rules. Right. And, well, and yeah, so, some sorry. schools, that's, yeah, that's way. Yeah, okay. some schools have state laws that allow them to do it, and they're start, yeah, but, Some are starting to do it. Some are hesitant. To do it. I mean, so like I, Texas, Texas Tech and Texas, for example, aren't necessarily doing it. A and M said, "Now ah, we're yeehaw, you know, we're thumbing our nose up at you, and they're doing it." So, well, state state uh, law that, would that, preempt crazy. It would preempt NCAA rules if if state it law. Would, but there's correct. there's no state law right now in South Carolina though. It's just, well, uh, hold on. It it depends on uh, it depends on who you ask, right? The NCAA just put a memo two weeks ago that said our rules preempt state laws. Oh God. <laughs> and and a couple a couple of governors said, ah. a couple of attorney generals said, ah. you know. So. <laughs> Look, and, and, and we wow. can sit here and pontificate about what happens at that state, at this state. It's hard enough to, to keep track of everything, but well, no at the doubt. end of it all, like, I'm focused in on what happens in South Carolina, what happens at USC, um, and try to keep the train going. And, and keep in mind, the NCAA can say, okay, job. you can have your state law, but we don't have to invite you to our championships. Well, that's true. It's cat and mouse. Yeah, yeah, it's I mean, look, the national, it's, you know, college football playoff is not an NCAA thing. Yeah, football will be fine in football. But that's yeah, yeah, you, you could be the football national champion, yeah. but uh, exactly you can't like be in the basketball earlier. tournament. Yeah, how much, how much, how much time you got to work on all these? Yeah, the NCAA they could punish you, but they have nothing to do with the college football playoff. It's, it's the most remarkable situation, I think. I just, uh, I hope that the summation of this uh, conversation shows you it is. Complicated, I think. She's <laughs> complicated. That's right. That's right. Oh no, she she froze. No. She did. All right. Like, hey, well, that's cool. Oh, that she's was, back. Oh, she she is. Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're about to say complicated. You're my computer. Complicated. My computer was like mute. Take her off. Take her off. Yeah, that's was, right. Hold on. We don't want to hear a summation. We want to be cloudy you and can, confusing. <laughs> you can finish with complicated. Uh, yeah. Because we got the we got the all right. Uh, my final question, at least to you, uh, yeah. how are we doing? How's South Carolina doing, in your opinion, on the NIL front? Uh, I get this question a lot, and I answer it the same way every time. And you know, apologies if if anyone listening thinks it's a cop out. I promise you, it's not. But <laughs> it, it depends on who's asking and what lens you're looking at, right? Um, everyone within our ecosystem has a different finish line of what they think is. NIL at its highest level and what it's not, right? Um, and that's what makes this fun when we start to have this banter and debate on are we good at NIL or are we not good at NIL? Um, I firmly believe, I was just talking to Coach Tanner about this this week, 
because um, he asked me this question and I and I gave him the same answer. Uh-oh. And and I said, look, from my standpoint in my chair, we are knocking it out of the park. We have resources that other schools do not have. We are doing so many individualized conversations with our athletes in all sports, which is the role of my job, right? I work for the institution as an institutional staff member. It is our, is my job to ensure that we're doing this at a large scale for everyone and getting the pieces in place and to help everybody in our ecosystem be successful. I feel like we are achieving that, right? I feel like the open lines of communication that we have, uh, that I have between JC, that I have between Garnet Trust, like we are all moving and pulling in the same direction and that's all I can ask for. Um, All I can ask for is that at the end of the day, we can firmly answer the question that we are maximizing opportunities for our athletes. Um, And so I get it, that may, someone may disagree with that because their finish line looks different than what my finish line looks like. Um, But I believe in what we're doing here at the institution and I believe that we're only gonna get better at that um, as we go forward. You got a very difficult job, but you're doing an amazing one. That's for sure. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, are. You really sure are. are. You guys killing. are doing great. Great job. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, we can't thank you enough. I know we kept you a long time and had a couple of bugaboos there technically at the beginning, but uh, just brilliant stuff. And, of course, you know, if you need anything, you can reach out to us and we'll do whatever we can to be helpful. Uh, and come on anytime. When you got something yeah. to say, call, call JC. Just come on and say it. Yeah, I uh, yep. I'll get my mic working and then I'll I'll be right there and and we'll we'll keep it going. I appreciate you guys and honestly, I you know I'll say this publicly to you, JC. Appreciate all the effort and that you've put in and building out Carolina Rise and and that I see the passion that you have for the Gamecock athletics and and the support you have for our athletes. That's appreciated. But appreciate y'all letting us uh, chat. And if you ever need anything, if if you get a weird question, send it my way. Happy to answer uh-huh. it. No, we're gonna send it. To, we're gonna send it to Coach Tanner. <laughs> and he'll, and don't worry, then it'll come to me, and he'll say, "Hey, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. yeah. yeah. It's, uh, just cut out the middleman." <laughs> yeah. Hey, Hillary, what what is this? So, no, that's yeah. that's awesome. We look. I can assure you, we have these conversations daily. It is. Yeah. It is never a day that we're not talking about something that's popping up. Um, so, it's it, uh, a, it keeps us it's going. A, it's a, it's a foreign world to the rest of us. Thank you so much. You, you do great. We can't wait to see you soon. And, hey, uh, good news. Football starts this month, so yeah. that's that's always exciting, right? Where did the summer go? I don't know. That's a good question. It flew, it flew by. June July. Just, I was just talking uh, about this. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I looked at it. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's August. Yeah. Well, it's and then good I was news. like, oh, my gosh, it's August. <laughs> yeah, good, good news. We're in South Carolina. Summer's another three months yeah, <laughs> around yeah, here. Yeah, no doubt. You know? All right, guys, y'all have a good day. We'll see you later. See ya. Thank you. There you go. Hillary Cox, associate at the University of South Carolina. Got to hit a timeout. Hang tight. We are painted garnet and black by a couple of painters inside the Gamecocks, the show on the Chief Sports Network. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. 
Magnum, Velatra, Conventum Bikes, and more. And they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle help you handle the southern heat better but still get great exercise. Bikes are available all ages and sizes. ElectricBikesCharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey everybody, this is Mo Coppa from Carolina Football. The show is painted garden and black every day by a couple of painters. Go to LetMePaintSomething.com to check them out. Go Cox. 10% off for military repeat customers or mention the show. Interior, exterior painting, fencing, cabinet staining, concrete painting, popcorn ceiling removal, and more. 803-522-6832. LetMePaintSomething.com. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Building your dream home is often just that, a dream and sometimes a nightmare. But at the Barndo Company, they commit to quality and build without sacrifice. Customization, open floor plans, limitless flooring options, maintenance-free and easy insulation perks, and affordability are just a few reasons why they've been named one of the best builders in the U.S. Believe in your dreams. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barndo Company. Gamecock owned. Gamecock operated. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location, or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go game packs. back everybody inside the game cox the show great conversation with hillary cox associate ad for administration 
for the University of South Carolina regarding NIL issues. If you missed it, you can go back and hear it anytime on the Chief Sports Network app, as we are a part of the Chief Sports Network. So download the Chief app. You can go get all our old episodes, all the Born to Crow episodes, anything that we decide that's good enough to split out as video and play on there, among all sorts of other things. JC and Morgan now streaming live. On the same app, there will be more. and this there are the more appetizer. coming. That's right. Uh, you know, <laughs> there will uh, be more. This, there will be a lot more, y'all. It's going to be almost dream, every the... day for six months on this thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> What's your getting I, now? Is... JC, I hate, I hate to do this to you, but yesterday somebody was like, hey, JC, the app looks nice. I'm like, that mother didn't do anything. <laughs> I built the whole thing from the ground. You know, when, I, when I got that, I was almost like JB did all the work. And I was like, and then it was like one of those things that popped in my brain. Oh, I need to say that. No. And then something happened on my computer and I got distracted. I was like, who's shiny light? Shiny lights. You know, no, no, no. Uh, we don't, we don't even do that. Over that. I just, but, uh, I, caught, I, I saw it and I started laughing inside. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it has been. But, uh, yeah, it's a labor of love on his end to put all this together for well, us. So, and, and, and what, what, you know, what you got right now is the Dreamland Barbecue in Tuscaloosa. You got the ribs and the sauce. That's a, that's the most. That's the that's the and the bread. I guess me, me and Mike could be the the white the white oh. bread they put on the table. Mm. All right, but there's a Dreamland in Birmingham. You can get a sides. You can get a pulled pork platter. You can get huh? you get uh, mac and cheese. You can get uh, baked beans, a little sausage. So, so, so we're going to get to the one in Birmingham, but right now we're just the one in Tuscaloosa. That's the best way I can describe it. Because I would say this is the appetizer and the main course is coming, but we all know, you know, this is kind of the main course. So. You get all that. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that's because that's, that's the only place I know where like the main dreamland is just one thing, but then the other ones have various things. I wish there was good barbecue. I definitely ordered for lunch. Nanner pudding. Nanner pudding. Okay, so there's a lot of questions about NIL. I'm going to go through these quickly. Uh, 76. Uh, income can't be used. Uh, she went through that. Uh, uh, realistic Joel wants to just sue the NCAA. Dare him to take him to court. If, if South Carolina had a state law backing him up, that probably would happen. Uh, Jonathan asked earlier, does it hurt raising funds because there's two collectives? It does not. Uh, the different collectives fund different things. And the good news is all the money, whether you give to one or the other, uh, it all goes back to the players or most of it, you know? And so we don't double up. Like we're not sitting there going, you know, Garnet Trust isn't sitting there paying Rattler a certain amount and then we're trying to match it. And that'd be dumb. And we all work together on that. So it's all going. And, you know, some people, because these things grew out of websites, there's some people, there's one psychopath, by the way, but it goes by the name Kitchen Labs on Gamecock Central. That's a nut job that for some reason can't can't help but lying about lie about us all the time. Uh, I say that to say this. There's some people that are fans of our website and some that are others, and it's kind of a rivalry. And so because the, they grew out of both websites, there's some that are averse to give it to one or the other. Um, like the psychopath over there. Um, and so what do you want to do? Do you, do you want to just have half that money or part of that money because of a website rivalry? Or do you want everybody all to go to flow to one area? So it doesn't hurt at all. Would it be simpler in a lot of ways operationally to have one? 
Probably. Would it be simpler marketing wise to have one? Probably. But, uh, you know, I have a great plan for what we're going to do. Um, and, I, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to be a, a spoiled child and not let Hillary talk about the Garnet Trust Partnership here on the show because the show's a, a, sure. a media thing. You know, it has nothing, uh, you know, we're aligned with Carolina Rise, but that's about it. So uh, that's the answer there. Um, just as school should create a division like the IRS, not uh, not attached to the university that deals with the money geared toward the university and disperse it. No, not really, because that's getting them involved. Uh, nothing prohibits Coach Tanner from donating his salary to Carolina Rise. Actually, it does. Uh, employees of the school cannot fund collectives. Yeah. There you go. I'd say they're they're prohibited from doing that. And why would you want that? I mean, look, you know, Coach Tanner, uh, he, he makes like Shane Bieber makes six times the amount of money Coach Tanner does. You know, I mean, he's got kids. He's gonna you know, retire at some point. I mean, let Ray have his money. He's earned it. So, uh, Mister Eco Priest says, if NIL were simpler, I bet more people would participate. What you have to do is, th- is think about it like this: fans join up for a membership to a club individuals and I'll get to businesses part two. Uh, the benefits right now are basically, Hey, you may get a magnet or a hat or a golf towel or something. Uh, you get to be in the club and you get to help facilitate roster excellence is what I call it across a variety of sports and feel good about it on the individual end. I'm working very hard. My focus has been lately on what else do you guys get in return? Well, one of it's a VIP tailgate, you know, $10 to come to that tailgate. And that's a good deal, right? You know, free food down his porch, free booze. You get to hang out with us. That's worth a hundred dollars right there. I don't know that that's a, <laughs> I don't know that that's a perk. <laughs> uh, but no, anyway, and a rally towel. Maybe, right? maybe so, with uh, Mad yeah, Dog. Yeah, Mad, Mad Dog. Dog. Gonna, I'll be there. Are you going to yeah. paint? If that's not, if, you know, are you going to hang Dog out Mullinax with me? He's going to be there signing babies. He, he's he's going to be, be signing our, babies. our version of the uh, bald Georgia guy. He used to paint the bulldog on his head. He's going to paint a big old Gamecock right there. Bam. I'll yeah. put a box hey, on so, that thing. Yeah, come on. Yeah. So, he's going to call so it the Cock Dome. <laughs> now, if you have a business and want to write it off uh, <laughs> and pay something else, you get promotion. Of your business. Hey, so, got a big that was funny. Head. That was oh. funny. Uh, so, so there's the business end of it too, and we're we're aggressively wanting to partner with every small business in South Carolina. So that's it. Um, yeah, get in touch. It's, we've got excellent yeah. marketing and advertising opportunities. I tell you what. Right I now. tell you what. Anybody that is willing to donate right now today a thousand dollars to Carolina Rise, <laughs> Phil will paint a gamecock on his head, and you can call him Cockdome. Cock dome, cockhead. My cock dome is my cock. I'm sorry, I gotta go. I I gotta go to Adam and Eve's. My cock dome has a crack in it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, 1801 Club's great, and 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 then businesses we have another thing you can write it off, whatever, and wait till you see the Gamecock business guide. We have some cross promotions with the app here where you can get a package uh, and you can be on our app and you can be on the business guide and you can give the Carolina Rise and the show. Electric Bikes of Charleston does that. They're very pleased. Uh, so Charleston Fitness oh, yeah. Equipment does that. Nana's Porch does that. So uh, it's it's all good. But um, 
you know, so that's that. So, 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 so there, there's that. And Bill, Bill's always a ray of sunshine. You know, if I say something wrong, he always has a, he always corrects me that all the dreamlands have sides now. Well, they didn't last time I went there, Bill. And now you've ruined my analogy. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. I mean, like, like I go to Tuscaloosa every year, eat the rubbery ribs and the, the sauce is great. The ribs, I, I just, I'm not a big deal. Um, so no one is permitted that with the school to give the Carolina rise on their own choice. It, it's, it's, it's just not happening. Um, they got clarification on that. I think, uh, Craig, we'll see if I feel comfortable talking about coming to Columbia part-time. Yeah. Okay. So no, there's no personal issue. It was Nat's idea to begin with. Um, because w- with rise, and, and, so there's a lot going on right now, in case you had noticed, uh, not to mention football season is about to start. So I own the big spur.com. I'm always needed during the season on the website a lot more. Okay. We have the show. We just launched this awesome app. Uh, partnering with other shows and stuff like that. So that's good. Okay. Uh, then with the, the collective, uh, after we partner Park Avenue, obviously I have to grow the collective. And then after the announcement where, you know, the other collective all of a sudden is going to have this, this big presence or whatever, uh, it, it just got to be to the point where me being in Chicago, most of the 98% of the time, uh, what I, I wasn't doing everything I could do for my businesses, which are at this point all Gamecocks except JC and Morgan, which is technically part of the chief app. And so I needed to be, I needed to be back. And um, it'll be nice to be back a couple of weeks there, a couple of weeks back on the homestead. So um, that's the deal uh, with that. Um, and yeah, I answered your question just then, uh, Craiger. So no, I'm not sleeping on Phil's couch. Uh, I've got my own spot and you'll learn more about that spot. Cause I'll be doing the show from there every day. And there's a way you're going to be able to rent that spot. Thanks to one of our partners. Uh, and it, it's going to the roost on green be what it's called. So that I'll be live from the roost on green uh, someday. So uh, yeah, by the way, Keith's got Michael Bratton on, uh, on his live show today for that sec podcast. I know you guys are real interested. Michael's been kind of beating up the Gamecocks lately, so be sure to go ask him a lot of questions. Um, but, yeah, those are the answers to that. NIL is actually very simple if you don't try to overthink it from a fan standpoint. Just know it helps. Know it goes to the players. Uh, know eventually you're going to get uh, a return either by winning or, or, or with your business or, or whatever. And, uh, Chavis, by the way, Red's got to stay here. In a, in in Chi Town, not bringing the doll with me. I've, oh, I can only I've imagine traveling extra. with Red that much. <laughs> oh, hey, he went he went to Spartanburg with us. He drove all, all twelve hours of it for oh, a few nice. February, but <laughs> yeah, he's good in the car. But look, we uh, yeah, JC's got to go focus so uh, and, and get some things done around town and around the state. Uh, and and it's good because I'll be get to see some practices and high school football and all that good stuff, and it'll make me. Uh, I'll be able to tell you guys more stuff that comes out of my brain from my observations in that end. So it'll, it'll be good for the audience and all that. And um, leaving out of here this weekend, and I'll be in town for Monday uh, for a, a long spell. So you got about one minute. Oh, oh there it is. The music is on. Uh, yesterday, of course, Dylan Stewart committed to South Carolina. We'll have more on that tomorrow. Chase Belt also will join us tomorrow with. Park Avenue. Chris will be here from the Spurs Up show as well. And then on Friday, 
will be joined at the top of the program by the great Phil Steele, and he will be followed at noon by the man himself, Michael Flint, is back. That's my boy. We talked last night. We figured out the world. He went through a bottle of wine. I had a couple of bourbons. Problem solved. Gamecock football wins at least nine games this year. We found the way to get there. So he'll tell you how that's going to happen coming up on Friday as well. There's a major announcement on Friday as far as recruiting goes. JC has a crystal ball in for Jalua Solomon. So we'll get into all that stuff over the next couple of days. If you have not, make sure you download the Chief Sports app. I'll say this again. Make sure you download the Chief Sports app. Tell your friends, family, pets, enemies, the whole nine yards. Uh, that is where you can get anything and everything. You can log into the Big Spur from there. You log in, it stays logged in. You can donate to Carolina Rise. You can watch our interviews. You can watch JC and Morgan. Follow high school football. Contact us. If you're a business and you want to market yourself through us, you can do that there. Uh, and most importantly, make sure you check out the partnership section because those are the folks that make the engine run around here, and they have great, great businesses, and you might need one. So make sure you head there in the Chief Sports app. Special thanks to Hillary Cox, Associate AD at the University of South Carolina, for joining us today. And always thanks to the Mad Dog Cock Dome Mullinax himself and J.C. Sherbert. See you tomorrow at 11 inside the Gamecocks, the show powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston and always built by the Barndo Co. right here on the Chief Sports Network.